Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. Tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing uh, ENTP men and their relationships. Uh, The question that came in from the uh, Acolyte uh, user who asked this question, it's a very interesting one. As it delves into uh, masculine uh, feminine relationships basically kind of how ENTPs uh, would handle their relationships. It's an extremely complex question and the answer honestly is just as complex. Uh, So based on that uh, level of complexity, I'm going to do my best uh, for the sake of this episode to actually outline each individual um, perspective as best as I can. Uh, But, you know, this might be a longer one. I'm not entirely sure, but I will do my best. So the question is, do ENTP men need influence over their women in the context of a relationship? That's, that's the question. And that's a very vague question, like an extremely vague question, because there's so many different ways that I can actually answer this question. I could talk about, you know, the red pill perspective, you know, uh, Iron Rule of Tomasi 1, which is uh, frame is everything. Frame is, frame is absolutely everything. And talking about, well, it doesn't matter what psychological they type type they have from a Jungian analytical uh, psychology perspective. You know, men are going to be men in relationships. You know, and if they're doing what they should be doing, uh, they will have frame. And frame is basically described like this: a man's life, or a man. You know, it, it's a picture frame, right? Everything in the man's life is in this picture frame. If he likes fishing, he's got his fishing gear. He's got himself in there, obviously. Uh, if he likes uh, Max at the Gathering, he's got his cars in there. If he likes playing Xbox, his Xbox in, is in there. Uh, his, his car that he drives is in there. Like, his life is ultimately, like, his frame, right? That's, that's, that is what is there in his frame. Another way of looking at frame, uh, a much better way of it, is uh, I like to call it um, gravitas, But of course, you know, I'm biased in saying so because I have extroverted intuition hero and extroverted intuition is all about attraction, magnetism, gravitas, etc. But gravitas from the perspective of um, a solar system. One of my favorite songs of all time was sung by an INFP woman by the name of Lana Del Rey. And the song uh, was the main song for the Leonardo DiCaprio film, The Great Gatsby. Which is funny because Leo DiCaprio is an ENTP and that's what this is about. But the, uh, there's a particular lyric in the song Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey that says, uh, you know, talking about how the man in her life is uh, her son and because of him shining on her, she's able to shine as a result. Her beauty is coming out and shining along with him, basically. It's like when the sun in our solar system casts its light upon the moon and you can see the moon in the sky and the moon is exceptionally uh, beautiful this evening here in uh, Coeur d'Alene. But, uh, and then also like the light that's being cast upon the Earth as well, and the light on any of the other planets within the uh, solar system that's cast onto each of those planets uh, as a result of sunlight making it to them through the solar system. And all those planets ultimately orbit 
the sun, right? So, and the sun is ultimately the source of all life. Life cannot exist in the solar system without sunlight, without gravity, the, the gravity provided by the sun. You know, like human beings need to realize that we can't survive without sunlight, and we also can't survive without gravity. Without gravity, for example, if we're bleeding, we're going to bleed out. And that could be a problem, right? That could be a huge problem. So based on that, so based on that, it's really important uh, to make sure that you understand how frame works. You know, like, 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 let's imagine, for example, the planet Venus is your woman, right? And she has to orbit you, the sun, in your life. Your life is a solar system. The sun doesn't orbit anyone in the sun's life, in the sun's solar system. Everyone else in the sun's solar system, in the sol system, basically, orbits the sun. That's what it's there for. That's how it works. And masculine and feminine relationships are no different. It doesn't matter what type you are. You know, your woman should be orbiting you. You should not be orbiting your, wom your woman. And if you are orbiting your woman, you will ultimately lose her because eventually she will orbit someone else who expects her to orbit them. Which is ultimately what the Iron Rule of Tomasi number one is all about. Frame is everything. So, yeah, of course, ENTP men have to have influence over their women that they're in relationships with, but that's not good enough. All men need influence over their women in relationships, and I'm not just projecting when I say that. I think the context of this question might be more about freedom, you know, um, like how much freedom does a woman have in a relationship, but then we already we already discussed that at length in a previous uh, video here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. Just just search that. Um, you know, how much how much space do I give an ENTP? How much freedom do I give a woman as an ENTP? Like those questions have been asked before, so you might want to search for them here on the YouTube channel, or you can open up a ticket at support at csjoseph.life. Just email and they'll try to find you a link if it's that important to you to find those particular episodes. That being said, hopefully uh, they will include the links in the description below uh, after uh, you know doing the QA process for this video. So that way you all can be educated on this properly and I don't have to redo content that I've already done uh, within the context of this, uh, of this video. But the question was asked centering ENTPs, and while a lot of these things that I can say would be, you know, I could generalize it and make it about any of the 16 types, I'm going to do my best to answer this question from the perspective of an ENTP, right? So why would an ENTP man, based on his cognitive functions, need to have influence over his woman? And influence is another word for influence, or at least the, the, one of the sides of the same coin, Power and influence are two different sides of the same coin when it comes to relationships. And the person in a relationship who has power is the person who needs the other person the least, basically. That's the reality. That's the reality of the situation. In my own personal life, within the context of my own sexual relationships, I don't need a woman. I don't need a woman at all. I don't need it. I want women. I want a woman. I want women but I don't need them, right? And I actually got into a huge debate with um, a pastor's kid who was an ESTP at the local speakeasy. 
about this. He was making an argument that, you know, well, men need women because God uh, created Adam and then he saw that there was a need and then he provided Eve uh, to Adam. And I'm like, no, 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 no. God only said within the story of Genesis and the book of Genesis and the beginning of the Bible, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. That's all it was. It had nothing to do with it being all about needs or wants, right? That's a very Nietzschean uh, point of view, right? So if you're not familiar with Frederick Nietzsche, I highly recommend you actually watch or read. Uh, I mean, you can find YouTube videos about Frederick Nietzsche, but uh, I highly recommend you actually take the time to read his books. And one of his books provides an analysis on uh, needs versus wants and, you know, how that dichotomy actually matters and how it plays out in human life. I highly recommend it. And Frederick Nietzsche, God bless him, was a very triple uh, pragmatic, triple progression INTJ. He also had a sexual relationship with an ENTP woman known as Lou Andrea Salome, who uh, did write her own book. And her famous quote, uh, her famous quote was, uh, you know, life's greatest ecstasy was the reception of semen basically, which is fascinating if you think about it. She was very hypergamous. Uh, she had two men. Nietzsche was one of them, and she had another man as well. And they basically shared her for, for a while. And that was... Uh, but they were also really, really great friends. So it's not unlike, you know, what you see in, like, the Vikings TV show from the History Channel, uh, you know, where uh, Floki is sharing his wife with one of his uh, friends, very close friends, or Ragnar is sharing Lagatha or attempting to share Lagatha with his priest friend, etc. That's just kind of how the bromance can play out sometimes. And uh, sometimes men share their wives with their closest friends or share their women with their closest friends in very specific circumstances, right? So, but that's not, that's not what I'm talking about here. That's not the context I'm talking about here. So why would an ENTP man just... Just from a Jungian analytical psychology point of view, from a cognitive function point of view, just from a personality type point of view, why would an ENTP man want to be exerting influence over his woman, right? Why? Well, the answer to that question is actually simply rooted in his introverted sensing, his introverted sensing inferior function. The inferior function is also known as the infant function, psychologically speaking. It behaves like an infant. It is literally a baby. This is why ESTPs... ESFPs uh, really have a hard time with ENTPs because oftentimes ENTPs, especially as children, are told that they're like little girls. They're told that they're extremely weak, right? And yes, it's true. ENTP men start off super weak, probably the weakest out of all of the 16 types early on in their age. But as they develop over time, they become the strongest of all of the types, actually. Don't believe me? Just look at the top G, Andrew Tate himself. That's a great example. Or look at Kevin Samuels, another uh, ENTP, uh, who also became strong. Started out weak, but became very, very strong. Or Malcolm X, same thing. Benjamin Franklin, same thing. Socrates, same thing. King Solomon, same thing, right? At least Solomon had the, uh, the brilliance of asking God for wisdom because he realized the one fundamental truth about the universe if I could ask for money, power, women, cars, all this in my prayers, but that's not really going to gain me anything. If I ask for wisdom, I'll have all of the know-how and all the knowledge that I need to gain all of the women, power, money, cars that I would ever want. Oddly enough, 
Solomon still to date is the richest man who have ever lived. And just his gold holdings alone was worth over $2 trillion in today's money. Of course, it's probably $4 trillion by now uh, in U.S. dollars based on inflation and uh, quantitative easing on the part of the Federal Reserve. So just, just, just remember, if you adjust for inflation, it's probably way more than $2 trillion uh, now. So that's really important to know that distinction. But again, that need to exert influence over woman comes from introverted sensing inferior. It's just, it's like a baby, it's like an infant, and it cries and it gets all cranky when it's uncomfortable and uh, feels unsafe and it throws, it throws a fit. It starts crying basically and it just needs its diaper changed sometimes, it needs its bottle, it just needs to be taken care of and as soon as it has its meads, it's, it's, you know, and it's very small needs. I mean, I don't know if you folks ever have had a baby before, but if you just give a baby what the baby wants, the baby stops crying immediately. Like, immediately. It's not hard, actually, to take care of a baby. It's not. I have, I have three children right now, and I participated in the raising of two of them uh, very, uh, very much, put in a lot of hours, a lot of effort, uh, raising my sons. And I did change diapers. I did feed them bottles. I mean, I, I was Mr. Mom for uh, a good portion of their lives, and and that's not a bad thing. I mean, I had, I had the experience. I worked in a nursery uh, at the church growing up for a very very long time, and then got involved in uh, youth leadership, youth pastoring uh, later in my twenties, basically, around the time that I was homeless, and I did that uh, for for a while, for about two years. Well, year and a half to two years ish. So, uh, when I was uh, when I was at uh, that church um, in uh, Mount Vernon, Washington, and I was heavily involved uh, with the youth there, uh, to the point of like picking up uh, the homeless kids from the homeless shelter in a van every week for our weekly youth rally that we'd have on Thursday night, for example. So, I got a lot of experience dealing with youth. I got a lot of experience dealing with babies and small children and whatnot and was heavily involved in the nursery. You know, just me being every child, exploring my ISFJ subconscious because that was really the only place I was allowed to explore my ISFJ subconscious and my every child because my nuclear family with my father being an ENFJ, my mother especially being an ISFJ, and my younger sister being an ESFJ, I was not allowed to have the role of SFJ within the confines of my nuclear family. So working in the nursery was really the only way that I could actually develop or even explore that side of my mind uh, apart from my ego, even though also my ego was not also allowed either, which is why I am unconscious developed with INTJ uh, unconscious. And then later in my life, I just doubled down and became unconscious focused at the same time. And that's why I'm a UDUF type with my octogram. For more information on Noctogram, go to csjoseph.life forward slash members. Go to the uh, Become a Journeyman member. If you already are a Journeyman member, log in at csjoseph.life forward slash portal. Go to the Cutting Edge section and watch the August 2022 Cutting Edge episode on Octogram. Or just join our Discord server and go to the Discuss Octogram channel and look at the pinned messages. That will also help you get started as a free resource. So... All these different things are important to know. But again, exerting influence over women really comes down to the ENTP's internal infantile need of 
comfort and certainty to the point where sometimes the ENTP can end up being controlling in the relationship. A great example of this in fiction is actually the Fifty Shades of Grey books. And I highly, highly recommend that if you are an ENTP or if you're in a relationship with an ENTP, you read those books by E.L. James, those, those Fifty Shades of Grey books, all three of them. I particularly love book two. Book two I heavily identify with especially uh, the scene where Christian Grey, the ENTP, who's with his uh, INFJ lover, Anastasia, and um, he finally, finally allows her to touch him in the parts of his body where he is most insecure. Because introverted sensing is about insecurity, and introverted sensing inferior ENTPs really have a hard time being comfortable in their own skin. They're just perpetually uncomfortable and trying to cope and cope with reality, cope with life. They're trying to cope in everything. Everything to them is a coping mechanism, and they often develop systems and procedures around coping. That's why an ENTP needs to be in a relationship with a woman uh, or women who help them cope or, or provides relief for that introverted sensing inferior, right? That cute little introverted sensing inferior that an ENTP has. So from their perspective, if an ENTP is not exerting influence over a woman that they're in a relationship with, then their coping needs for their introverted sensing inferior are ultimately not going to be met. And that's why they do it. That's ultimately why. You know, that's why they end up having a, 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 a rap for being a, a controlling in relationships, literally for that reason. Andrew Tate's no different. Andrew Tate's no different. That's how his, that's how his sexual relationships work. You know, if he's going to have a relationship that's more than just a one and done or a relationship that's more than just, you know, F buddies, etc., it's all from the perspective of, is this woman going to help me cope? Is this woman going to provide relief into my life instead of increase my stress? Because ENTPs are oftentimes in a, um, in a state of chronic stress in their life because of introverted sensing inferior and how they have to cope with every aspect in life, right? You know, and sometimes, you know, weaker ENTPs or ENTPs who just haven't figured out that they got to do everything alone in their life and they have to develop value. ENTP men have to develop value because they're born valueless and they have to grow and develop value and become strong on their own. And it takes many decades for them to do this to the point where they don't even have it really figured out until their 30s, right? Where they have developed their own coping skills on their own. You know, if they're going to invite a woman to be in their frame, a woman to orbit their sun basically within their own solar system of their own life, well, that ENTP is ultimately going to need a woman who provides relief and not stress on his life, right? Imagine an ENTP man not exerting influence over his woman. Well, what's going to happen is that he's going to have a very stressful life with her. He's going to be stressed out. A woman's main purpose for an ENTP in a sexual relationship is to provide him with relief, right? To be something that relieves stress and not bring stress, added stress into his life. That's actually the number one reason why ENTP men break up with women in their life. Or shy away from people. Not just women, but anyone. 
because if they see someone as being a source of stress or if they feel overly pressured, they're just going to move on. They're going to take their attention and give it elsewhere. And this is one of the reasons why Andrew Tate would say in some of his videos that your attention is your most valuable asset as a man. Well, attention is the most valuable asset from an ENTP man. And if he gives attention to a woman, but then she's a source of stress in his life, he's going to stop giving her time, attention, and resources and give it to a different woman instead. That woman who is providing him relief to his stress and helping him cope with life as a life partner, basically. And she's performing for him in that, from that perspective. Ultimately, relieving stress for him. So if you're, if you're a woman and you're looking at being in a relationship with an ENTP, or you are in a relationship with an ENTP, one of the ways that you can help meet their cognitive origin of satisfaction is by being the source of anti-stress in an ENTP's life. And the reason why he has to exert influence over you is because he may not actually be comfortable enough in your ability to do that. However, the more you can help him cope, the more you provide stress relief, the more that you could take care of his SI inferior, the less influence or leverage or power he would exert over you and the more freedom you will have. And he'll be happy to use his any hero to give you maximum unlimited freedom in your life, in your shared life with him. And he'd be happy to be share everything with you. But he needs to be able to trust you. And trust is the number one thing that an ENTP relate, that an ENTP man needs to be receiving from women in his life that he's in a relationship with. And based on that, you know that that's ultimately what's going to spell out success for your relationship with the ENTP. I mean, there's other there's other landmines, there's other issues that could potentially blow up your your relationship with an ENTP. But that's the main thing. Now, granted, don't forget, you know, introverted sensing inferior is a gateway function, and it's the gateway function into an ENTP man's ISFJ subconscious. And the ISFJ subconscious is all about outcomes. It's all about wanting a guaranteed outcome, right? And the guaranteed outcome that an ENTP man is going to need is to be comfortable, to feel safe, to, um, uh, to uh, be able to cope, to be able to deal with the stress in his life and you as his woman not being a source of stress. That means if you're the Venus orbiting his sun, your orbit better be exactly where the sun determines your orbit should be. And if you go just a little bit off kilter, even one degree off your orbit, He's going to feel disrespected. He's going to feel like you're a source of stress in his life. And he's going to withdraw his time, resources, and ultimately his attention from you and give his attention to a different Venus. And he'll add an additional Venus into his solar system. And then that Venus will end up taking over where you were unable to perform for him, right? That's how it works, right? This is ultimately why ENTP men feel they have the need to exert influence over the women in their lives because it's their ISFJ subconscious needing a guaranteed outcome of their woman being able to take care of their needs, their SI inferior needs, right? That's how that works. That's why it happens. But if you prove with a pattern of behavior, prove with consistent performance in taking care of his SI inferior, then he'll not need to exert as much influence because he'll be confident 
and knowing that his outcome of you being a source of stress relief in his life and helping him cope with life in general, uh, whereas he doesn't have to do everything on his own just as much as God said it is not good for a man to be alone. Well, an ENTP is willing to not be alone with you provided you are able to be a source of stress relief in his life instead of a source of stress in his life, right? You're able to help him cope. And then as a result, he trusts you more. He can learn to rely on you to be there. If he needs a massage from you, boom, he's got a massage. If, uh, and you're providing that massage and a good one. Uh, you know, uh, if, you need to, if he needs a meal from you, boom, you can make a meal. You know, like whatever it is that he may need, you are there able to perform that function, that utility for him. What this ends up doing is it creates a lot more loyalty in his SI inferior towards you. And as a result, he'll never abandon you forever. He'll never abandon you. He'll never let go of you. He'll always be loyal to you. He'll always remember all of your effort because ENTP men honor effort above all. They know that in order for them to be strong, in order for them to cope with this reality that their SE demon already hates via cognitive orbit within their introverted sensing inferior, that you're different. You're not, you're actually helping them see that reality is great, but it's really only great because you're there to help relieve the stress that reality, that they're trying to cope with reality. You're different. You're not trying to take the ENTP down. You're trying to raise them up by helping them cope, by making them comfortable, uh, by, uh, by bringing him satisfaction ultimately. Uh, and that's one of the ways he is satisfied, being a source of stress relief in his life and then going out of your way to plan stress relief for him because you are constantly observing him and aware of the experience that he's having on a day-to-day -day basis so you can be there to comfort him. That's literally how it works. And like I said, if an ENTP is not getting that from you, he's going to exert more power, leverage, influence over you as a, you know, as a man until you're able to deliver. Once you're able to deliver and you have a pattern of consistent behavior of that delivery of performance for him, guess what? He won't need to exert much power, influence, or leverage over you as a woman anymore because you've already proven yourself. And then his any hero will start working via cognitive access to give you even more freedom, even more choices. He'll even be more comfortable over time to share even more secret parts about him that he's never shared with anyone else because you just have that deep relationship, that deep connection with him, that deep connection, that deep relationship with his introverted sensing inferior. This ultimately is what the ideal woman constitutes for an ENTP man. And you can be that woman, you just have to choose it and be consistent about it, and that's it. And as a result, I promise you success within the, con within the confines of this relationship. I promise you that success. It'll be there and he'll, he'll never let go of you. He'll never abandon you. You can even fail from time to time, but because you have so much um, effort that you have put in towards the relationship, stored up in his introverted sensing, because he's a walking memory totem for you, the extroverted sensor, the extroverted sensing woman, as you extroverted sense him and help him cope and make him comfortable, uh, be a source of stress relief in his life and provide relief to him, he, he'll never let go of you. Even if sometimes you fail sometimes because it's just stored up in his love tank basically or in that love bank account that you make consistent deposits in. 
he'll never let go of you and he'll always be there and you can always rely on him because he can always rely on you that's how it works anyway folks i've answered this question so thanks for watching and listening and i'll see you guys in the next episode